1: Hey, 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 a little jazz for you. I'm back. We're black. We're brown. It's Tiffany. And Mandy, (laughs) I'm doing jazz hands. Can you feel it? (laughs) I can feel it. I can feel it.
0: I had to dig deep for those jazz, those jazz hands too. It's been a long week. It's only Tuesday.
1: Oh, so what's going
0: on? Let's look at the headlines real quick. So everyone do not like, first of all, I I did this myself. So I shouldn't really tell you not to. But don't go to Trader Joe's and stock up on avocados now because you're worried about the Mexico trade tariffs that uh, are, are, you know, someone's president wants to start imposing. They're coming for my avocados, y'all which is yeah. like the most important Mexican import in my life. Did you hear after news broke that Trump was uh, considering this 5% tariff on Mexican imports, Chipotle stock went down?
1: No. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I can see why. Cause their guac is delicious. Yeah. They go through something like uh, over like hundreds of thousands of avocados a day. They go through. I so can see yeah. That.
1: yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. guac is extra, people don't mind.
0: I mean, I'll pay $2 extra. It's delicious. It is, and delicious. you know what? The what you're paying for is someone went and found that avocado and waited for it to be ripe enough to cook, like to not to cook, but to prepare. Because you know how it is, like when you get go to the store and all the avocados are hard, yeah, and you have to wait four days for them to ripen. You know, so I'll pay that extra two dollars. Sure, I
1: will. Exactly, but it's a crazy because I I was reading that like cars, you, you're looking at spending an additional like thousands to two thousand dollars more because of this trade tariff that might. That's going to happen,
0: yeah, it's not just avocados, although that's what I think about, yeah, like tons of like cars, you know, um uh, commercial vehicles come from Mexico, computer equipment comes from Mexico, a lot of stuff comes from Mexico. If you thought china China, what am I talking about? If you thought China tariffs were were bad, these can be equally harmful. I don't know if it'll happen though i I got an alert from the The Times earlier that Senate Republicans, so Trump's people supposedly um are aligned um together against the tariff so we'll Good. see if he but you know he's been known to go against his his uh supposed his follower his base mm-hmm. you know when it suits him best so we'll see or maybe all of his time with our dear queen elizabeth in london will uh will uh chill him out a little bit
1: but we'll yeah see. i was like oh gosh <sighs> i know first of all it's hilarious some of the um some of the backlash, you know. Did you see the big Trump baby um, blimp or whatever that they were <laughs> <I> did, <yeah. laughs> They were walking down the street? I'm not going to lie. I always get a little giggle out of those. Is it Are those called effigies? 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 I think an effigy is something you burn.
0: Yeah. Well, they had those too. <laughs> I mean, you could burn it. No, that is like a giant, like a Thanksgiving Day balloon, but it looks like a Trump baby, like a yes. crybaby. I mean, <laughs> yeah. art is accurate sometimes. That it is, is exactly what it feels like. Um, I got in trouble for sharing fake news, though. I shared a well, technically the Daily, the Daily Show, um, shared it first on the gram. But there's a picture of him going around, you know, lined up with the Queen and the and uh, Prince Charles and Camilla and everything, and 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 uh, and Melania looking all elegant, and then Trump standing there in like some khaki pants and a polo shirt. And I was like, this is what it was so believable. I, I I grammed it to some of my friends. Is that what you is that what the kids say? I grammed it. I, DM, ah. I dm'd it i don't know oh
1: yeah i was like i'm sure i never heard grammed kid. how dare you you're not you're not generation X i like took myself. a month
0: off instagram and now i don't know my people anyway i sent it and they're like you fake news oh i felt like such an idiot i hate that i hate that i shared fake news but whatever at the well, other on the other hand friends,
1: it wasn't like you know at work
0: it was karma. Yeah, I didn't like, you know, write an article for the world. But um, yeah, so that's happening. And back in, the, in America, if you weren't stunned to death by Beyonce's um, Lion King, or what was it, like a lioness um, outfit that she wore for her mom's wearable art gala, mm-hmm. which just looks like the most beautiful blackest party in the, in the entire world. Like, I wish I would get an invite, but that's never going to happen. Um, so Beyonce was rocking that, and then her husband... Jay-Z, Don't Sleep On Him, became hip-hop's first billionaire, apparently. Yeah, that is amazing.
1: At first, I was like, wait, is this like as a couple? Because I thought they'd been a billion. Remember when um Beyonce had in her song, like, of course, there's some some things go down when there's a billion dollars in the elevator. And I was like, they're already a billion dollar couple altogether. And you were like, they are. But he, singularly, separately, is a billion, Is his net worth is a billion dollars, which I was like, whoa.
0: Yeah. He's not a stay-at-home dad, you guys. He's been very, very busy. I was just trying to Mm -hmm. remember. I'm like, what has Jay got going on? But he's really been singular in the fact that he's been adamant with his career in owning things, not just being, you know, being beholden to a record label. He launched his own Um, or beholden to even like streaming services. Like you said, he launched Tidal. So Mm -hmm. that's where the
1: wealth is coming from. Dulce, I think it's like his alcohol company. You know, he's got this rap where he says, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. I'm like, so you are. And it's in that comma that it's worth a billion dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I'm just, of course, it's like his music and stuff. But, you know, but it's just, it's pretty amazing. You're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. So he's not just Mr. Bay. No, you know, people love to say that. But, you know, this is someone who's been making moves behind the scenes. And so we have to, you know, give him his respect. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, he's the, he, wow. He is according to black enterprise, the fifth black billionaire in the United States. That's crazy. In all of history. Well, like I think currently, I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. So he beat out Dr. Dre. He beat out Diddy. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm honestly really just like, wow. So it's, you know, it, it, it expands. Um, he, it, it encompasses liquor, art, real estate, um, stakes in company like Uber.
0: Okay. Oh, I did read that. Like Beyonce and him invested big in Uber or something.
1: Yeah. They included, like it's, it's like a, um, a $70 million stake in Uber, which is now worth 220 million. Do say the co- Cognac, a hundred million title, a hundred million rock nation, 75 million music catalog, 75 art collection, 70 million real estate, 50 million. Wait, Oh, he, um, there's another champagne. I'm I'm not even going to say Armad de Brignac. Clearly, I'm not cultured. Three hundred and ten million. <laughs> you made it sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that Day? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that <laughs> break? knot? <laughs> but yeah, so this is someone. I mean, I'm just really like, wow, that's awesome. I didn't realize there was only five black billionaires in the United States. Mm. Okay. Well, he's joining the ranks of Oprah and our beloved now Robert F. Smith, A.K.A. Mister um, Mr., Mister Morehouse. So that's awesome.
0: I'm working on my millionaire status. I did the – I used the bank rate compound interest tool. And if I stopped saving in my retirement fund today, which I started when I was like making nothing as a writer when I was 22 or 23, if I stop saving today, I will have over a million dollars by the time I'm 60. That's awesome. That that gave me such comfort. I mean this is, of course, like you know trying to predict the future. But I was like, damn, because I just started when I was 22 and I had like – I was making like what, $40,000 a year. Feel like I had nothing to save, and I just started. Just start, that's, you guys. Just start.
1: Yeah, just start. Wow, that's awesome. And so, because you did a target date fund, correct?
0: I did. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I think from the beginning, I had. I think my first four hundred one k ever was in a TD Ameritrade account. They had some kind of target date fund, and then over the years, I've switched employers and had to. I've rolled over my four hundred one k, and finally, I'm at Vanguard um, in a target date fund. Yeah, I, I've just kept it going. You know, I mean, at a certain point. It might make sense to to switch it up a little bit, but the beauty of the target date fund is that it automatically shifts my investments as I get older. So I'm not yeah. as heavily invested in stocks as I was when I was younger. I'm still pretty young, so I'm still heavily invested in stocks. But as I get older in, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, it should shift so that I'm not um, you know, as heavily weighted. And it's so important. There's like a there's a new report out about how, you know, we talk about retirement and I think the impression people have of retirement is that, and this is right. You I mean you should be optimistic that you're going to be saving so you can buy your retirement home or you know travel the world. That's what I envision for myself. But the reality is that a lot of people end up retiring earlier than they thought because mm-hmm. they need long term health care or they have some kind of health issue. Um, there was this interesting stat that like I, I forget what the exact numbers were, but most people think they'll retire at age 70, but in reality they retire at like 61 you know, sixty right before social security benefits hit. And it's largely due to like health complications. Um, And, and for me, you know, it's, and for us, it's really important to think about, you know, that retirement fund as like your, your long-term care fund too. You know, who's going to pay for your, your home care aid if you need someone or your medical bills, you know, if they start piling up. And um, yeah, it's just, it's sad to see, seniors like older people who've paid their dues done everything right and then they're just like trapped in all this debt because they can't afford their medical expenses and their health care so who's your um who's your retirement person Wanda
1: oh yeah yeah my old lady um my my 70 year old lady yeah Wanda is is her name. And maybe let's explain what a target date fund is I'm sure some people are like, what's a target date fund?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you can skip back to what was it, two episodes ago when I replayed our interview with my financial planner, Helen, where we talk all about target date funds. But quick version of the story is that it is an investment fund that has, instead of just investing in one company, they invest you in a bunch of different companies and it just helps you um, expose, like expand your risk so you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and you basically pick the fund that aligns with your target retirement age or retirement year. So I think I'm 2055, I want to say. I just guessed where I would be forty years in the future, um, and they usually do it every five years. So there's like a twenty, there's a twenty fifty, and there's a twenty fifty five, and twenty sixty, 2060 and twenty sixty five. Um, you pick the fund that you know matches your target retirement age, and that's it. Like you just put money into it, and they diversify it for you.
1: Yeah, and then over awesome.
0: time, like I said, they'll shift your investments away from. Like you usually start heavily invested in stocks because they're mm-hmm. riskier, but they have um, higher potential for rewards. And then over time, they'll shift it so you're more invested in low-risk assets like cash and bonds. bonds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I know some people are like, thanks, Tiff. See, I was like, cause I know someone was like, target date fund. Let me get to the Googles. You don't need the Googles when you have the Mandys. They really could like <laughs> find someone else to rebrand
0: these products to make them more memorable and like easy to understand. I mean, come on.
1: I mean, well, I feel like I do like target date fund, like it's because I feel like – It does kind of explain what it is, even though you might need a little bit like, you know, more digging. But I I do like the name Target Date Fund because it's like, oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha.
0: My little insurance fund. (laughs) What else is going on?
1: What's happening in the news? Um, What is happening in the news? I feel like have you watched this? It's kind of like an aside. Oh. when they see us, Ava DuVernay trying to make everybody cry, but we need to see it. Oh,
0: I know. I'm. I'm gonna. I we sat down on Friday night to like do our usual Netflix and chill, and I was so bone tired. I didn't have the like. I didn't have it in me to watch it. But I'm gonna yeah. watch it this weekend. I'm gonna prepare myself. I've I have heard know. it's really good.
1: Whew, yeah, like really um, upsetting. Yeah, everyone's telling me that they're like, it's really good, but prepare to like really ball your eyes out and be like, wow, some of these people were really evil, like really evil. And that these were like babies, like, you know, like little ones, like, like 14. These are, I just can't imagine the terror they must've felt. I can't, when I was like in ninth grade, if someone would have done this to me, I just, I just don't know. And put in, and put in adult prisons. I just, and then when over and over and over again, the, the you know, the, the evidence, you know, did not point in their favor, they made it point in their favor you know, they made it point to them. I just, Oh, child. it's just, it's a lot. Sometimes you're just like, uh, not today, not today, not today, you know? Um, because it's a lot, but I know I have to watch it. Everyone's like, no, you have to watch it. Yeah. I feel like it, I
0: have this respond, like it's moral responsibility
1: to yeah. watch it. And also like, it's, you got to support. It, yeah. You know. These kind of things that way, these things come out more. And I'm just like, thank God for Ava. Like, this is like, this is, you know, not her first time doing things like this. She had that other one. Um. Oh what was it called? The
0: 13th, right?
1: Yes, Yeah, some 13, I don't know what it's called, the 13th or 13 something, but yeah, that was another one that that's, that was similar as far as exposing, you know, what happens to black and brown folks and and you know, the overwhelming odds stacked against them. I just ooh, like our current douchebag, I mean, president, he took out an $80,000 ad mm. against these boys. And and, and advocated for the death penalty for a fourteen-year-old. I just, but that's that's the douchebag president that y'all wanted. Not y'all, but you know, you guys are broad ambition. But nearly
0: half of America did. That's the reality.
1: That's crazy. Like, I'm just sometimes I'm just like, who, like, who are you? You know, do you ever just think that, like, I do not have children? Do you not? You know what I mean? Like, do you not have any sort of conscience? I just. Yeah, I, it's, and it's it,
0: about values, you know. When you when you're someone who values um, uh, notoriety and wealth and capitalism and personal wealth and business over all else, I mean that will blind your judgment to a lot of other things. Because why why fix systems that were that were built to make you rich? You know, yeah. like that is that's who we have in office now. And it's not just at the presidential level, but in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. There's literally groups lobbying against any kind of reform because, you know, this is a system that has made, you know, life right. better for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. It's just – it just gets a little scary because you're just like, wow. You know. Aren't you
0: glad we have Kim Kardashian though?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's going to save us. <laughs> ah!
0: You know what? Oh. Shout out to her for doing something with her time that's not yes. lip kits and, you know, butt implants or whatever.
1: Yes. <laughs> but I what got to be objection. like – Oh, I will God. say though that they're like there is a sister that's been really doing like the legwork. Obviously, we all know Kim Kardashian is not a lawyer, but I will like someone was like whatever she's getting all the, the accolades, but really it's the sister behind the scenes that's really doing the legwork. I don't think anyone's under the illusion that Kim is like doing like the legwork, but what she is doing is using her her fame and shining a light on things that that sister probably was doing all his work for and nobody cared. So I'll take it, shoot, you know. Like, yeah, you're right. Those, you know. It could be, like you said, she could be, I mean, we have enough lip kits and we have enough, you know, booty shots of her and, you know, she could just be like, well, who cares? It's not my problem. I'm going to be rich regardless, you know, but she, she hasn't, you know, so I don't need her to write the brief and to, you know, but the fact that she can get into rooms that other folks cannot, then, you know, and if you're going to, if you're going to have this kind of like fame and infamy, then use it. And she is. So I'm like, whatever, good on her. We'll
0: take it. And that is your buzzworthy news
1: update for the week. I hope you feel prepared. Dun, da, da, da. Oh, just random, like, house update. Why well, I went to the house today, like, hey, everything's going good. You guys almost done? Oh, uh, the the main main line, water line, I don't know what they call it, is backed up. I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, somebody has to, we have to get an industrial snake. I'm like, what does that mean?
0: Ooh, like, a, got, ooh, I, a
1: sewer line is what that yes. sounds like. <sighs> Yummy. I was like, <sighs> so what does that mean? And was, so I called this thing called Rotor Rooter. I guess they bring this like industrial snake and they like, you know, basically push whatever it is cuz at one point before we bought the house it was um it was um vacant for a year. so like it dries up in like the pipe I guess. Mm. I don't know. So anyway, $350 later. Oh,
0: you know, but isn't you at the point where that doesn't seem like that much money cuz you're like so know, diluted by the cost of everything?
1: I know. I was just like, okay, <laughs> just take my money. I don't even I don't even it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So yeah, that. but yeah, those days. I'm just like, oh, we're so close. I've learned just to just be like, you know, whatever comes, it comes, and we'll, we'll be able to handle it. So I'm such an
0: idiot. Although maybe I feel like this has happened. I don't know if you've ever used – I love those Clorox toilet wands, like the disposable ones that you – because I think toilet brushes are so freaking disgusting. Like to have a toilet brush in your bathroom at all times that you use for the toilet and just like sitting there on the floor, it grosses me <laughs> out. So the toilet wands, you know, you like – pop the little the little um the new wand head on and you scrub your toilet and then when you're done you have a little button and it ejects into the trash can. Mm-hmm. Somehow my idiot self, right when I flushed the toilet, I accidentally ejected the the wand head into the toilet. So it has been clogged all week because there's like a toilet head like oh. clogged <laughs> somewhere in the drain. So I was like, Husband, your first uh plumbing project, and he's been
1: yeah. researching how, what to do maybe get a snake like the like the cuz we bought know one if
0: snakes work for that i mean he's he's researching i think cuz i've i have a history i realize this of like Flushing random things down the toilet. My mom swears I used to flush um, Power Ranger toys down the toilet when I was you a kid. You probably did. Yeah. And then one time, I don't think my roommate, my ex-roommate listens to this podcast, but it was me, Ellie. I flushed your glasses down the toilet that <laughs> one time and I didn't t- – I, I just – they were like behind me on the ledge and I got up and they fell in. I, at the corner of my eye, I saw something and I was like, were those glasses? But I was never 100% sure – so when the toilet got backed up, I was like, I don't know for sure what was there. And then she was like, where are my glasses? So weird. Um, and then finally, our super drained our toilet and took apart the little like S-bendy Yikes. thing. Yeah. And he was like, oh, so funny. Here are these bent up glasses. Um, and I never You're claimed like- responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I was too deep too in the <laughs> You're like It's too late. I can't go back now. <laughs> I- <laughs> she probably knew it was me. But uh, that's my confession. Anyway, don't let me know your
1: toilets. but yeah so I was just like whatever just finish so getting closer getting closer so those are things like it's poor poor um Drina um she was like oh they had a gas leak she just bought a house too she's like is this life I feel like every week we're comparing like oh really we're broke oh me too so she's like I gotta get yeah now that's scary and I was like girl you gotta get your mom gas nose up you know how moms can smell gas from like 10,000 miles away I didn't know that is that a thing Yeah. Like moms would be like, I smell gas. My mom used to always be like, I feel like every mom I know, I smell gas. I smell gas. I remember one time my mom smelled a gas leak a block away. She's like, I smell gas. I'm like, mommy, there's no gas in the house. And it wasn't. So she called the gas company and they checked. She's like, no, she was insistent. And sure enough, there actually was a gas leak, not in the house, but like, I guess in the street or something like that, like a, like a block or so down. I was like, how, you know what? I just, I have to bow down to the mom nose.
0: That's like a superpower.
1: It is a superpower. It's not
0: gas. <laughs> oh. Homeowners insurance, man. Got to get that Geico.
1: Yeah, for real. <laughs> is that what you have? You have Geico?
0: I don't know. It just it just went well with got to get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, homeowners insurance, for sure, for sure. You definitely want that. Yeah, you know,
0: like underinsured, under, we could do a whole episode on insurance because I feel like one of the biggest, people don't think about insurance as like a part of their financial planning. They think about investing and saving, but insurance, baby. That is where the true, like, life insurance, home insurance, that's where the true um, protection is at. So you need, I don't think, you can't even get a mortgage without home insurance. So that's not a question. Um, You just got to shop around and find the right policy. Exactly. For you. Well, you'll be in soon enough. Fear not. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, no, at this point, you know, you just be like, whatever. I'm just going with the flow these days
0: fingers crossed. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to answer your questions. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. And we're back. Ready for some questions? Yes, I'm ready for some
1: questions.
0: I went to my DMs where you guys grammed me some questions. <laughs> Thank you for all your questions. I I was just laughing because I'm like, damn, no one sends email anymore. It's all grams, like Instagram messages. That's fine. More than fine as long as you are specific. Let's see. So first question comes from listener Stefania, which is really fun to say. And she has a question about about credit card debt. Let's see. All right. Hello, ladies. My name is Stefania from California. I love listening every Wednesday and need some advice. I currently have about $13,000 in credit card debt, and I want to figure out the best way to pay all these cards off while improving my credit and reducing the hundreds of dollars in interest I'm giving away each month. All of my credit cards right now have really high interest rates of more than 25%. Ouch. So my question is, how do I handle this? Should I pay one card off at a time or should I try to get them to where they're all down to 30% utilization? Oh, someone's been listening. Yeah. Since they all have around the same interest rate, right now I'm just focusing on paying the smallest amount. But the card that has over 70% utilization rate is charging so much interest each month. Please help. I hope this makes sense. So I sent her a follow-up question asking her what her credit score is because it's actually really important to yes, know. it is. And her credit score is actually really good. She says at the time she sent, she sent the message it was 680, but now it's up to 750. Okay, that's great. That happened because she said she paid off. Um, one of the higher balance cards, and that lowered her utilization rate, which caused her score to jump. What do you say, jump like Jordan?
1: Mm-hmm. Jump, jump, jump like points. Jordan. Seventy points—that's huge. Huge. That is huge. It's huge. huge.
0: So that just Ooh. goes to show you can still have credit card debt and have really high credit as long as you're making yeah. your payments on time. But Pay, making your payments on time and, and you know that debt when when you're paying twenty five percent interest rate on Ooh. thirteen thousand dollars to keep that high credit score and make your payments on time you're gonna be paying for years to come if you don't yeah. if you don't it's, handle it
1: yeah I I'm glad you asked her about the the um the her credit score because if it was me what's her name again Stefania Stefania I forgot what a beautiful name I would the one that had the highest utilization. Like you know, whatever you're using, seventy five percent. I would look to possibly open up a card and do like a um a rollover. So um, Lending Tree, Mandy's Place, um, and that's what I did like when I was looking for um myself when I wanted to like rollover because if you've got decent credit, and even though I know a lot of uh, financial gurus are like, don't get debt, get out of debt, whatever, um, I, you know, because you can potentially, especially if you've got great credit, you can likely qualify for a um oh why is it just skating my memory balance transfer thank you i was like goodness where are, old lady come on a balance <laughs> transfer card which typically if you've got great credit i had such good credit when i first did this that i was able to get a balance transfer card where i could pay 0% interest it was nearly 2 years so usually it'll be anywhere from 6 months typically to a year but If you got great credit which you do because 750 is the beginning of perfect credit that you might be able to get even longer your zero percent um interest extended to you so what that means is now let's just say you owe seven thousand dollars on that card and you're able to get uh now you want to be mindful because they might not give you a limit of seven thousand dollars um i usually try to ask ahead of time and sometimes they're like hedgy about it but still ask like what do you think i'm going to be qualified for Roll over that amount from one card to the next, so that way you can then focus on that one card and getting it paid off, because you know that all your money is going directly to the principal. Um, so I would I would look to do that. Definitely a balance transfer for, for at least one of those cards, um, and 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 I would use the snowball method, especially since like your your interest rates are are pretty much all the same. I would pay off the card with the um, the new zero percent interest rate. Like when you do the snowball method. You, you kind of like line your cards up in priority and you pay one card at a time while paying the minimum to the others and just really focus your time and energy on that one card. And then once that card is paid off, you take its minimum, the extra money you were paying it and put it toward the next card on your list. Um, and so that card gets the first card's minimum, its minimum and that extra money. And when it's paid off, you roll it over to the next card. And before you know it, you know, your credit card debt free. That's how I paid off. I think I was $35,000 in credit card debt. This is post-recession. I didn't really have a job. It took me about two and a half years and I didn't have a job. Like I'd never, after the recession, I never got another real job again. I had unemployment and I was like babysitting and, and tutoring and stuff like that. And I was able to pay that off in about two and a half years. So it's the the snowball method really does work, especially if you use balance transfers.
0: Yeah. i I agree a thousand percent. Um, the only thing with the balance transfer, just a couple of like things to watch out for is don't make the mistake of taking a vacation because, oh, you're like, I just I've caught myself a break. You know, I'm not paying 25 percent interest on this card anymore because I rolled the balance over on this new card and, and, and stop paying down the debt because eventually that balance transfer deal will end and you've got to make a plan to pay it off before it does. Um, what can happen if you don't finish paying off your balance transfer card before the promo period ends is that, one, a new much higher, and you can believe it's going to be much higher interest rate, will start applying probably in the high 20% um, percent range. Um, that's That seems to be the norm these days. Um, And two, some cards may have a deferred interest clause, which means they will go back to the very first day you start you open that card and act as if you should have been paying interest the whole time. And they will throw that interest charge for the entire amount you transfer it onto your balance which just puts you back in a bad spot. So, um, you know, sometimes you may feel like, okay, it's not going to be I can make aggressive payments, you know, over this 12-month period, but I won't be able to pay it off in time. Just make sure that you're keeping your credit score high because like a few weeks before that promo period ends, you can apply for another ba- balance transfer and, you know, take advantage of another offer and like carry it over that way. You just really got to stay on top of it. Um, if you want an option that doesn't have that risk of you know, deferred interest or you know the risk that you won't pay it off in time and then you'll get hit with you know double digit interest again, you could do a balance transfer and get that zero percent intro prom- that promo APR for you know, 12 months, like I said, we'll keep the same example. And then if you think you're not going to pay it off um, and you maybe you won't qualify for another zero percent APR or you want a, a longer term, a longer, amount of time to pay it back, you can look into applying for a small personal loan um, and using that loan like through a credit union or an online lender to pay off the rest of your debt. And the beauty of a personal loan is that if you have high credit, you can get a decent rate usually, especially if you go to a credit union. Um, It's not going to be 0% like a balance transfer, but it's a fixed rate, which means it won't go up or down. And it's a fixed term, which means you know exactly how long you have to pay back the debt. It's all baked into your your monthly payment and it's just like a structured way to pay off that balance. Um, so just take all that into consideration, you know. If you want to consult an expert, you know, that's always a good idea too, but mm-hmm. that $13,000, you know, if you really work aggressively I, and you take advantage of the offers that are available to you because you have good credit, mm-hmm. I I feel like you can you can definitely tackle it and pay way less than what you're paying now in interest.
1: Exactly. You can do it. Believe me, you can. The fact that you got your credit score to where it is now and you paid off a card already lets us know that you already in the game, boo-boo. You starting. Just got to continue.
0: Well, thank you for your questions, Stefania. All right. Let's see. So let's take another one from the gram. This one is from, oh, so this one wants to remain anonymous. Oh, I need like a Instagram intern. Where did it go? (laughs) Oh, here it is. Okay. Hey, 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 ladies. I love the show. I love to be anonymous. I have a question that is not quite money-related but has to deal with advancing in my current position at work. I work in finance, so I deal with pretty much all the departments in the office. There is an employee that works in one department that is not fond of me for whatever reason. We used to speak but not anymore. My boss says I should try to rekindle our relationship since I want to try to move up into management. He says being in management, you will have to learn to deal with people you don't like. I don't want to put my energy towards it, though. Our office is small, and she has made it known that she doesn't like me. Do you guys really think something like this would be reason for upper management to not promote me? I do my job well, and I get along with everyone else. Do either of you have advice for a situation like this? Thanks in advance. Mm. That's a really interesting question. and I Can I take lead on yeah, this Yeah, please. One? I
1: was going to say I literally have no... It's been so long since. I'm like, I have I no know. idea.
0: This is my territory. Back off. <laughs> uh, ooh, office, corporate politics, my fave. So I run a team. I have a bunch of – I manage managers. I promoted managers. I think about promoting managers all the time and who I promote and whatever. So I, I can tell you how I think about this. Um, I agree with your boss. It is important to demonstrate if you want to be a leader – that you can collaborate and work cross-functionally. And I personally, I was just having this conversation last week with someone on my team because they were having issues with someone else on the team who doesn't report to them, but they have to work together. Sometimes it is the hardest relationship to keep healthy and maintain. When someone, it's not a clear direct report relationship, but you need something out of that person. And, you know, it seems like some, somehow, some way you guys ended up in a negative space. I, you know, forget about your promotion for a second. I would encourage you just for like your own, you know, your own comfort comfort level at work, try to, you know, be the bigger person and try to mend that relationship because I hate when you have tension with someone at the office. It just kind of like, I don't know, it puts that energy out into the world and people tend to notice it. And personally, I I, I in some ways agree with your manager. I might think twice about promoting someone if I see that they're not mature enough to you know, at least try and put their best foot forward with another colleague. Now, if this colleague, you know, you try and put your best foot forward, you demonstrate this to your manager and still the other, like you're not getting anything in return on from the other side, you know, I would express that to your manager, not in a way that's like, well, she won't talk to me or like in a blamey kind of childish way. But show what steps you've taken, what efforts you've made to improve that relationship so your manager at least knows that, you know, you put in good faith effort and you really do care and you and you want to try. Um, and just, just try and like, you know, vent with your friends, but try and just keep it cool. Don't keep it, you know, try and keep your emotions out of that. And don't let this person get in the way, you know. Of your own career advancement, which it sounds like they could potentially be doing. Um, another thing I would say is like one thing as a manager, I've been asked to do is to be like a, a conflict resolutionist, like a, um, a medium. Like what do you call people who are like in oh, between? Um, moderator, like a moderator, or intermediary, or whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's another word, but I can't. I'm like throwing in my brain today. But yeah, <laughs> so if it's if it's really a mediator, a mediator, mediator. Yes, thank you, That's peacemaker. A Professional peacemaker. So it's also your boss's job a little bit to to help remove roadblocks for you for your own success and your own like the success, success of what you do every day. And if this person is really a legitimate roadblock for you and you have made your own best efforts to work better with this person, I would, you know, ask your manager, maybe they can talk to this person's manager if they're on the same level and see if there's like a, you know, we can just have a, a, a meeting face to face and just air things out. Honestly, like once you sit down with someone and you just like sit across from them and you have like a neutral person in the middle to play referee, you'll see that like facade of I don't like you, you know, that attitude just melt away Um, and it puts people on the spot and it just, it just like pops the tension bubble in the first like five minutes, you know, I've just seen it happen and I think that can be a helpful, you know, thing to do and if it's not your, if you don't feel comfortable going to your boss, you know, if it's really bad, it doesn't sound like it's that bad. But if it were really toxic, you could go to HR. You know, that's sometimes their job to to play mediation if there's an issue that can't be resolved. But I would start with yourself, see if you can't, you know, mend fences or reduce that tension on your own, ask them to coffee, whatever. Um, you might know the source of the tension and you might want to, you know, see if you can resolve it. Um, and if not, ask your, you know, make those efforts track them, make sure your boss knows and then ask them, you know, if they if they recommend you guys have a sit down where you can just clear the air together. I literally just did this last week. I think it went pretty well. Um and it just yeah, like I said, it just reduces that tension. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard when you need something out of someone else and they're not your direct report. It's it's much more difficult and you've just got to like build those good relationships.
1: I it's great advice.
0: Thanks, man. Uh, thank you for your question, Anonymous. Good luck. I want to hear back. Let me know how things are going.
1: Yeah. I, I you get that promotion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question. Let's get one more in here. This one is from I don't know her name, but her Instagram name is That Nat Girl. This is a live question. She just responded to my follow up question. Yes. So apparently, in the past on the show, you and I have talked about the financial independence, retire early movement or fire Get movement. Fire. Mm-hmm. Fire. And I do. I have. I have mentioned how you know in a lot of cases with these stories of fire, you know, like this movement around fire. Um, I take issue a little bit with this, like with the perception people are giving that they are retired early when what they're really doing is blogging about it and making money off their blog and that's their new business and that's how they're like retiring early. So that's like my kind of my, and I see this a lot in the blogger community. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's just like a little bit of a pet peeve I have. Um, So this person, uh, that Nat girl on Instagram says she's an avid listener. She wants us to please do an episode on why Mandy gives a side eye to financial independence, retire early. (laughs) Maybe interview someone from the community. I love the idea of financial independence, and I'm on my journey. I'm on my journey. Maybe not all invest in the stock market, like a lot of them are, but a nice variation of it. I wasn't sure about the idea, and that Mandy would talk about it later. But I haven't heard it mentioned since I last listened to the show. So, thanks for calling me out. I hope yeah. I hope I explained to you just my issue with it. I mean, I'm all for. People saving. I was just talking about how I wanted to you know
1: yes, save. That for full transparency. Cause who doesn't want to encourage somebody to fire retire early? We we want you to have financial independence. Mm-hmm. But what we don't want is that you might be thinking you're doing something wrong because someone else has has um what you perceive as financial independence if they're not working when they actually are. And then you so you're trying to it's almost like the The girls in the magazine that have had work done in airbrushing, and then you look in the mirror and say, "What's wrong with me?" And there's nothing because they don't even look like that. Yes, and so exactly. that's what we're you know we're just not wanting like no we want financial independence. We want you to retire early if that's what you wish. But I don't want you to think that if something's wrong because wow I've done everything that everyone said and I'm not making ends meet. It's like no and, and honestly too I don't I to me the shame around working I just don't I don't get it. You know what I mean like. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a job. Honestly, if the recession wouldn't have hit, I still would have been teaching preschool, and I love the kids. I was just talking to someone today how much I missed um, that aspect. Like, you know, because the the they were like honestly they were wonderful. They made my day. I mean, they they were just characters, and I always had something to talk about because they just they made my honestly. I would miss them on the weekends. I would buy things for them when I wasn't with them. Like I enjoyed teaching. That was a regular job that made you know decent enough money, but I was frugal. I saved. I bought. A a house I bought a car, so I was able to do the things that I wanted to do um I didn't have to have a you know a a successful business in order to do so, so I just want that like you know kind of like for me anyway, sometimes the fire movement and and not everyone, but sometimes there's like this like secret shade of like you're you know you continue to work but here's the thing that they don't tell you many times so so what you gonna do when you get sick? You know what I mean like like Obamacare you know shout out to to big o. Um, Try having cancer and just having Obamacare and see how much that's going to cost you out of pocket. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what I would do, honestly, like if my husband did not have a nine to five, like a regular job, like, you know, I know many of your husband, he works for the the, the state or the city? Federal. Federal. So my husband works for for, for our city. Without that insurance, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I was literally on the yoga and water diet and prayer before, before, and like you know, so y'all know I've been doing IVF. Like every cycle, it's like eighty thousand dollars. As successful as the budgetista is, um, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm, I'm we're on cycle two. That would be one hundred and sixty thousand dollars plus fibroid surgery, which was like almost a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that you know, like that's more than what our house cost us, and so. Yeah, to me, I think it's more so sometimes the shaming around if you if you don't follow that or God forbid, you know, you might want to go on vacation or or you might want a nicer house. There's nothing wrong with like um, those things. But yeah, like I think, um, you know, I, I like the fire movement in its essence. I just want you to understand that folks are still making money like, you know, that whole, you know, I spent all day on the beach. I didn't do anything. Eh, it's It's probably not for most folks you know, likely they are still garnering money from affiliate links and, blogging like Mandy said and maybe even speaking and teaching or
0: having a course
1: where they, they, yes. you they pay them to teach you how to do
0: it and you're sustaining their retirement exactly um, just re, you know just focus on your own journey you know that's what I would say if that's really what you your goal is then you know sit down with a financial planner and make that happen you know keep your yeah. expenses low save aggressively that's beautiful so hopefully that answered your question thank you for yeah thank you for um for asking for clarification I totally respect that.
1: Yeah, yeah, but fire. I mean, like, honestly, like, to me being financially responsible is always a good thing. So I think, because honestly, I want to retire early. Anybody trying to work till 80 if you don't have to. Not me anyway. So I can dig it. Exactly.
0: Well, thank you guys for your questions. Again, we're Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. So that seems, since that seems to be where all of your best questions come from. But if you're old school, you can always hit us up at our website, com, click
1: oh,
0: ask us anything to send a question or go to uh, – sh- uh, send us an email directly at brandambitionpodcast at gmail Dot com.
1: They need to hire me at like Google to do dot com. I feel like, you know, people would like enjoy that. That's Travelocity, I think. you know, oh, it no, is. Expedia. But, uh, yeah, dot com. You're yeah. right. It is Expedia. <laughs> I don't know who owns them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> And Travelocity, you no, know, Travelocity, Ex- Expedia, and somebody else—they're all the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all owned by was it Tripadvisor? I don't know. Some every company's yeah. all the
1: same. Everyone's. Owned I was like, by what? Like I, like I um I didn't realize like Wayfair and Jocelyn Maine. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Yes, and not just those two. Like um, allmodern.com, all those yes. home goods sites are all the same. What? All because same. you would
1: get the email, right? Wouldn't you? Because you know, especially when you're like in in the middle of renovation or buying stuff for the house. Like I would order something from one, and I would get an email. I'm like, Wayfair, I didn't order from you. Aha. <gasps> uh-huh. and I realized you guys are all the same. Okay, I see you. So it's very interesting. Sometimes you know, it just. Yeah, you just don't realize, like, how many... I'm sure, like, at one point they were different, but they just bought... You know, one of them bought the other one out, which is smart. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, should we do some boost and breaks real quick to close the show? Yeah, the boost and the breaks. The boost and the
1: break. Yes. Uh, I actually am going to break for the first time in a long time. Okay. Preach on uh, it. Right. so... I just recently saw this. Don't Don't shade me on the shade room. And... The title is Don't Get Caught Slippin'. Ava DuVernay does not like to be called Auntie. And when I say hallelujah, praise the Lord, Mandy, I cannot tell you how many, like, you know, folks in their 20s are like, oh, Auntie Tiffany. I'm like, ma'am, are you crazy? (laughs) Yo, I am in my 30s still. Are you crazy? The only people that could, like, only way I could see maybe is if you still had had a teen. Or a single digit. Like, if you're like, oh, 15, 8, maybe. But, ma'am, if you are well into your 20s and in your 30s or something, yo, we are mates. I'm not your auntie. Don't do that. And even (laughs) if I was, like, 45 and you're 35, ma'am, sis, we're cousins. Like, don't do that. I'm not going to lie. That annoys, unless it's my niece and my nephew, because then I love it. And they're like, Auntie Ado, because they call me my African name, Adochi. So Auntie Ado, Auntie Ado, like I love it. But they're also three and two years old. Sis, you're 31. So that we're not doing that. And so when that happens, I'm always like, yeah, I'm not your auntie. Like it just, I don't know. It feels like slightly, and I know it's not meant with shade, but don't try to distinguish like you're so much younger. Sis. You got. I have, like, five years on you. I'm not your auntie. I'm your cousin, <laughs> your sister. <laughs> so they like see I you said- as
0: their guru, like their auntie who, like, has the wisdom, you know?
1: <laughs> nah, we're cousins. So, <laughs> hey, been- cuz. <laughs> right, like I said, like uh, um, twenty and under, I'll take it. But once you, once you strike over like a certain, mm, 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 we're not that far away in age. We're not doing that. You could have been born. We would have born in the the same. I got a cell phone. You got a cell phone. Like I wasn't born before. <laughs> like microwaves came out or something. Don't do that. <laughs> so that's just my lighthearted um, boost. That like you know, just being called auntie. Because like, I saw Bevy Smith had said that she was like grown forty year old women call me auntie. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, what about you are you gonna boost or you gonna break i'm gonna do a boost i have to do a boost for this i used to roll my eyes at all these like pre-k fifth grade eighth grade graduation ceremonies but i don't know what i'm in my feelings about it and i love i love like pre-k graduation ceremonies i feel like they're so magical and maybe it's because now i have a god well my husband's god wait no he's not his godfather anyway my husband's nephew who we're very close to just graduated from pre-k and they give all the kids awards and they're so proud of themselves and i just wanted to boost all the teachers and the uh the the educators who take their time and energy to make these kids feel so special and loved and feel like they've really accomplished something i think it's so beautiful so shout out to shout out to teachers and shout out to all the little kiddos who are graduating or whatever you're graduating to um, you could probably stop growing up so fast because it makes me feel old, but Aww. it's a beautiful thing. I can't believe this kid's already
1: five. It's insane. Oh, I know. It is kind of insane. When you're looking, you're like, wait, you just came out the womb. Like, right? what are you doing getting older? I know it's crazy, but it's beautiful. Did you ever
0: do pre-K graduations when you were teaching?
1: Oh my gosh. It's like the most fun. Cause then you like make the little, like, um, Tassels for their little. They get little gowns. Oh my I god! I know. Yep. We would give them little gowns. I mean, they make little tassels, and sometimes we would like get the parents to like give us like hanes or way like undershirts, and we would like tie dye them, and the kids could like decorate them. It was a whole thing, honestly. I mean, obviously, we would have it like like on the front lawn. It wasn't like we were renting out, you know, space, but it was just nice. Like you know, they're going to kindergarten, and then you're like, oh, my babies are leaving me. It's crazy now when I see them in the streets. I'm not gonna lie; they can call me auntie because some of them are like. I want to say 15. Oh, wow. Like, Do you even recognize them? Yes. Ah, no. Like, like only if you had, like, a really distinct face. Most times, like, I can't um, recognize. Uh, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, that's Keyshawn. Or, like, I'll, like, know the parents. And I'm, like, looking. I'm like, oh, hey, Maya, wait. Is that Tara? Because i are be standing with a giant. I'm like, tell me that's not three-year-old Tara. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, of course, they don't remember me because they're, like, every once in a while, like, a kid would be like, I vaguely remember you on, you know, Miss Tiffany. Um, but yeah, so I just love when I see their pants in the street and then I force them to send me, to show me pictures. I'm like, I want to see them now so I could be like, you know, horrified at how big they've got. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just, that's the one thing I really like love about teaching. It's just like, these are like your babies forever. And you're like, oh my God, they're so big. And just, you know, it's, especially when you teach in the neighborhood that you live, because you get to run into people that lives you've affected, like, you know, from years and years, years and years to come. So...
0: Yeah, I think Be the cute. opposite is true. Like, have you ever seen a teacher of yours from when you were little, little? Like, I recent, I not so recently, but I had um, heard from or I reached out to an old teacher of mine from like the fifth grade. I remember thinking she was like, she, I, in my memory, she looks like Oprah. She has this like booming baritone voice. When I heard her voice, she sounded like Minnie Mouse. And I was like, who are you? I didn't even know if it was the same person. It was so wild, like your, your 10-year-old perception of an adult. And then to, to like 20 years later, you'd be talking to them again. It like blew my mind. Um, it was cray-cray.
1: Yeah, are so probably having the same cray.
0: experience with you. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, you were so little. It's just crazy to see people like really grow up. Like I was looking at my niece and I was like, Amelia, wait, you were literally just like a baby out the womb. And now you're like, I see know what you doing? Every time the phone rings, like I can hear in the background, she's like running through the list of like the five people's names she knows. Is it daddy? It's not a chichi. It's not I'm like, yo <laughs> and you can tell that she's so proud of herself. Like, I know names and I could say them. Give me the phone so I can breathe heavy and not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was a nice, nice way to end. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening again. We are Brown Ambition. Our website's Brian Ambition Podcast at uh, no it's not Brian com. <laughs> We're also on the gram at Brown Ambition Podcast. We're on Twitter at the BA Podcast. What are we at? Facebook, find us Brown Ambition.
1: And as usual, stay brown, stay
0: ambitious. I have nothing to add. <laughs> Sorry, I left you hanging. My bad. Um, yeah. I'm finger gunning you. No, I'll do the jazz hands to close this out, just like I started. <laughs> All right.